0: Hello again, this is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Jack Benny Show from the 1951-1952 season. Uh, this episode is where uh, some of you may be saying, Hey, haven't I just heard this recently? Uh, this is where our uh, the way we present episodes, the fact that we present episodes that um, uh, from... 75 years ago, well in this case, this week, from 80 years ago, 75 years ago, 70 years ago, and 65 years ago, and 60 years ago, wow, uh, that uh, by doing it that way, uh, sometimes there's some repetition if they repeat scripts, and at this point in time in Jack's radio career, he starts to go back, he and his writers, and grab old scripts and just revamp them a little bit. Uh, Probably because their main focus is on the television show at this point in time. And so this will get steadily worse um, as the seasons go on. Um, So in the next few weeks, you'll hear a couple episodes, unfortunately, from the 19... uh, brought up from the 1947 season uh, that we've just recently heard. So uh, this is, again, the one where... it starts out with uh, about the phonograph that Jack's working on, and uh, we just heard that, of course, last month. So, uh, But it's interesting to hear the slight differences that they add to the episode. Uh, anyway, so I hope you enjoy tonight's episode. Uh, the other thing is, for donations, the last two months, uh, unfortunately, we've been under the amount that we need to keep the podcast running. I'm not concerned yet but uh, just if anyone's thinking about donating it would be a great time to donate. Uh, of course you donate by going to our podcast page and to find that just go to Google and type in uh, Jack Benny Podcast or Buck Benny Podcast and ours will be the first one that comes up. You Click on that at my front page it'll say it'll have a donation button and you just click on donate and you can donate through PayPal that way. Otherwise, if you just know how to donate to anyone's email just by going through PayPal, you can do it that way, too. Of course, my email is buckbennyotr at gmail.com, or you can send an email to that uh, email address and request my home address, and I will give that to you so that you can mail, check, money order, whatever you want out to me to help keep the podcast running. And just for fun, let's remember our levels. $2 is the uh, Dennis Day level, because of course he has two shows. And for a fifth with uh, Phil Harris, that's uh, the $5 level. And anything between $5 and uh, $38 is the married Livingston level. And then we have of course at the $39 our most popular amount to donate is uh, at the Jack Benny level and then beyond the Jack Benny level from 39 to $100 is getting to be a lot and so that is uh, our famous overweight Don Wilson level and then anything above $100 is certainly getting into the Alice Faye level so. Uh, whatever level you're comfortable donating on would be great. Uh, I will say this, we, uh, a few months ago, I was waiting to see if we were going to be able to cross 600 listeners in, on any given day. We used to get about 500 and I was looking back a, a year ago, um, we were just getting over 500 each time. We had a podcast and, uh, over, over time we'd have like 1500 downloaders now we have uh, about 2,000 downloaders per episode. And we have uh, for the first time ever hit where uh, f- for an entire week, every day of the week, we hit over 600 people coming to the website. and we're hitting close to we're getting close to getting 700 so um, per day. So that's pretty cool. Uh, more and more people are enjoying it. That's fantastic. Please share the podcast with other folks and links to the podcast and everything. The more the merrier. Um, but we do need to, to fund it somehow. So uh, if you can help do that, that's fantastic. Uh, the funny thing is, if everybody was to donate on the Dennis Day level, the $2 level, everybody that listens to the podcast, uh, we'd be able to cover it uh, f- just by. Everybody donating $2 would cover what it costs to run the podcast for two years <laughs> which is amazing but that's not going to happen only about two percent of the people who uh listen to the show uh have ever donated and so those two percent keep it running for the other 98 percent of us but uh, uh and i do thank them so much all, anyone who's ever donated but uh we just got to keep that up so um thank you so much and we'll see you next time
1: the Jack Benny Program, presented by Lucky Strike. Do you do-da, do-da, do da, do, da, do, da, do you do-da, do Be happy, go lucky, be happy, get better taste. Be happy, go lucky,
2: get better
1: taste today. Friends, tear and compare. See for yourself that Luckies are made better to taste better. From a newly opened pack, take a cigarette made by any other manufacturer. Carefully tear a thin strip of paper straight down the seam from end to end and gently remove the tobacco. In tearing, be sure not to loosen or dig into the tobacco. Now, do exactly the same with a lucky strike. Then compare. Some cigarettes are too loosely packed. Some even fall apart. But look at that lucky. See how it stays together. A perfect cylinder of fine, mild tobacco. So round and firm and fully packed. So free and easy on the draw. Now, what does this mean to you as a smoker? It means your Lucky is free of excessive air spaces, hot spots that burn harsh and dry, and those annoying loose ends that spoil the taste. And because your Lucky has long strands of fresh, clean, good-tasting tobacco, it burns evenly, smokes smooth and mild. Yes, tear and compare. Prove to yourself that Luckies are made better to taste better. Then make your next carton Lucky Strike.
3: The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Barry Livingston, Tolaris, Rochester, Dennis Day, the Sportsman Quartet, and yours truly, Don <laughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go out to Jack Benny's home in Beverly Hills, where we find Rochester working as usual.
4: Mm-mm. I sure have a lot to do. Every day is the same thing. Work, work, work. Work,
2: work, work. work.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, Polly. I wouldn't mind, but I never seem to get finished. Got to do the dishes, oh, it's much against my wishes. You're a
2: slow
4: got ah! to do the shopping, mister Benny keeps me hopping. You're a
2: slough
4: There's a parrot here who constantly picks on me. He's gonna wind up in a frigger <laughs> Rochester!
5: Rochester, what are you doing to Polly?
4: Nothing, boss.
5: Oh. Oh, Rochester, bring me a screwdriver, will you, please? Yes,
4: sir. Here you are, boss.
5: Thank you. I just have to tighten this last screw, and I'll have the phonograph all fixed.
4: But, boss, this phonograph has been broken for months. Why are you so anxious to fix it?
5: Because Dennis Day sent over a record that he made especially for me to hear. Yeah, I... I can't understand what's wrong with this phonograph. I tried to fix it once before.
4: Well, boss, maybe if I took this and I.
5: Oh, Rochester, now look what you've done. You knocked the horn
6: off.
5: (laughs) And you tipped over the dog, too. (laughs) Watch it, will you, kid?
4: Uh, I'm sorry, boss. Let's take another look at the motor and see what's wrong.
5: Okay. Hey, wait a minute. Here's a loose wire. I see where it's supposed to go. I'll just take it and put it in. Pull out the plug!
2: Pull out the plug!
5: (laughs) Boy, what a shock I got. I'll bet my hair is standing on end.
4: Should I go in your bedroom and see? (laughs)
5: Don't be funny. There, the wire sticks. Put in the plug and we'll play some other record before we put on Dennis's. What have we got in the album?
4: Let's see. I'm forever blowing bubbles. Dardanella. The Sheik of Araby. Keep the home fires burning. cook And after the ball is over.
5: No, I don't want to spoil those. Play some of the older ones. Go ahead.
4: Boss, any record older than these are on cylinders.
5: Oh, well, put some of these on. I want to try it out. Yes,
4: sir. Uh, shall I put in a new needle?
5: Oh, no, Rochester. See, the needle we have uh, was guaranteed to play 1,000 records, and we only used it 873 times.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> what a memory?
5: Memory nothing. Count the notches on the side of the phonograph.
6: <laughs>
4: now, let's
5: turn it on. Come in. Oh, hello, Mary.
7: Hello, Jack. You told me you were going to take me to the Boston baseball game, and I came over, and you're not even ready. Well, I'll
5: be ready in a minute.
7: Well, why are you fooling around with that phonograph?
5: Because Dennis sent me a record of the song he's going to sing on the program. I want to hear it, and this darn thing is broken again.
7: Oh, Jack, why don't you get rid of that old piece of junk and buy a new one?
5: Oh, Mary, this phonograph isn't so old.
7: Go on, Edison's fingerprints are still on it.
5: What?
4: And she means Edison,
7: the boy. <laughs> oh,
5: no, stop. Now, look, Mary, if I want antiques in my house, that's my business.
7: You and your antiques. You ought to have your whole house done over. Done over? Yes. Did you watch television yesterday and see what they've done to the White House? How beautiful they've made it?
5: Yeah, I thought. See, I thought that tour through the White House was very interesting. But there was one thing I couldn't get over. What was that? Well, there's a doctor's office right in the White House, and 24 hours a day, a doctor and a staff are always on duty.
7: Well, that's right, Jack. President Truman has his own personal doctor.
5: Well, that's what I'm getting at. Wouldn't it be cheaper if he belonged to the Blue Cross?
2: <laughs>
7: you would think of that. What? I thought it was wonderful the way the entire nation was invited to the White House. And President Truman even played the piano. Uh, what did he play, Miss Livingston? When you say I beg your pardon, then I'll come back. <laughs> he did <laughs> not! Did he? <laughs> No, no, of course not.
4: Say, hey boss, I think I fixed the phonograph. Good, good. Well,
7: come on, Jack. If we're going to the ball game, let's get started.
5: In a minute, I want to hear Dennis's record. Rochester, put Dennis's record on. Yes, sir.
7: Uh, what song is it, Jack?
5: Well, Dennis made a special recording for me to hear. It's Irving Berlin's new song called For the Very First Time. Play it, Rochester. <laughs>
8: And for the first time... romancing days are all through Oh, my love a-faring of a pairing was simply preparing to love for
5: Mary, that that new Irving Berlin song was very good and I never heard Dennis in better voice.
7: Oh, I thought he was swell.
5: I thought I was wonderful. (laughs) Dennis, when did you get here? Well, my record was on. Well, why didn't you say something? When Dennis says things, nobody interrupts, Junior. (laughs) (laughs) Dennis, I was... Just a second. Everybody wants to get into the act. How do you like that? Dennis, it's a castratus. Now cut that out
2: <laughs>
5: and take off that potty nose.
2: <laughs>
5: now, Dennis, why did you send me a record if you were coming over here anyway? I, th- I, I thought I, w- I wouldn't be able to come.
6: <laughs>
5: I got Durandy on for nothing. Yeah, I was supposed to go to Nevada on some secret government work. You? That's why you didn't come here? I mean, you were going to Nevada for secret government work. What were you supposed to do? Just stand still. (laughs) Why? They were going to drop a bomb on me. Dennis. Dennis, that's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. Oh, you're just mad because they didn't ask you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm mad.
7: Jack, let's go or we'll be late for the ball game All
5: right, come on
9: Gosh, it's hot out today
7: It certainly is
9: I'll say This morning my uncle fried an egg on the sidewalk
7: What? Dennis, you mean your uncle... Mary,
5: Mary, let it alone (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, But Jack, he said... I know what he said
5: he said his uncle fried an egg on the sidewalk. Yesterday he
9: fried an egg on the sidewalk, too. Really?
5: Mary, I'm warning you.
7: <laughs> the
9: day before that, my uncle fried an egg on the
5: sidewalk, too.
7: Well, it has been hot all week.
5: Yeah, yeah, so he fried eggs on the sidewalk. My uncle hopes it rains tomorrow. Why? For a change, he'd like poached eggs.
6: <laughs>
5: Mary... You, I told, I asked, you... I didn't ask Look, I asked them. Look, Dennis, Mary and I are going to the ball game. Do you want to go with us or not? I'd like to, but I can't. Good, good. (laughs) Come on, Mary, let's go to the game.
7: Jack? today? Los
5: Angeles and Seattle. Let's see, we have seats one and two, aisle 15. Where's aisle 15?
7: I don't know. Why don't you ask the usher? No,
5: nah, I can't. I can find it. Come on.
7: Hot dogs, hot dogs, get your red hot hair.
5: Mary, here's aisle 15, but I don't see our seats.
7: Jack, why don't you ask an usher? I'm
5: not going to ask anybody. I always get into arguments with ushers. Besides, I... Wait a minute, there are, there are our seats. See, it looks like somebody's sitting in them. You wait here, I'll go and ask him to leave Okay Excuse me, mister But I think you're sitting in my... Hi,
2: <laughs> Huh?
5: Oh, oh, nice seeing you again
9: Same here, shake Sure uh, 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 Don't squeeze too hard, that's my milking hand
5: <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry Did you come all the way
9: from Calabasas just to see the ball game? No, I had to come in on business from a farm. Business? Yeah, came in to buy a new incubator to hatch our chicks. Incubator, huh? Yeah, I don't go for them newfangled things myself, but my wife insisted we get one. She did? Yeah, she said she was tired of taking the eggs to bed with us. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Personally, I like it. You wake up in the morning feeling like a mother. (laughs) Well,
5: I wouldn't know about that. Now, look, uh, there seems to be some mix up here. I think you're sitting in my seat. No,
9: well, I'm in the right seat.
5: But look at my ticket stub. Well,
9: uh, let, let's see. Mm, seats one and two, aisle 15. Wait a minute. This is the left aisle 15. You want the right aisle.
5: Oh, yes, yes, my mistake. Well, I better be getting along. The game will be just hey, Just about. a
9: minute. I'd like to have you meet my wife. Your wife? Yes. Yeah. Honey, this is Jack Benny.
5: Well, how do you do?
9: Hello,
2: handsome. <laughs> I'm very happy to meet you. Well. This? Uh, this is your wife?
9: Yep. Ain't as much of a hick as you thought I was. <laughs>
5: I'll say you're not. Well, goodbye. So long, Ruth.
7: Uh, Jack, what happened?
5: They weren't our seat. This is the left side of the park. Ours on the right side. Come on, let's hurry. The Seattle team is coming out on the field.
7: Put on your glasses. That's Don Wilson. (laughs) Oh, hello,
5: Don. Hello, Jack, Barry. Hello,
7: Don. (laughs) Do you come to the games often?
5: Oh, Mary, I haven't missed a game this season. I love baseball. He sure does, Mary. You know, Don used to play with Denver. That's before he went into radio. That's right, Mary. I played baseball for three years.
7: What position?
5: I covered center field. <laughs> you ain't kidding. <laughs> Don. Hey, Don. Tell Mary about the time you won the game when you slid into home plate. Oh, Jack, I'd rather not. I'm embarrassed. I don't blame you. <laughs> Tell me, do they ever find that catcher? <laughs> What a mess that was! <laughs> you know, I'll never forget. Hey, I think the game is going to start pretty soon. Uh, uh,
7: Jack, what are they booing about?
3: Oh, the umpires are coming out on the field. People always do that. Yeah. Hey, look down. Those umpires are walking over
5: to the field. Mike, maybe they got an important announcement to make. Let's listen. <laughs>
2: Nobody an umpire, nobody seems to care. Our hearts may be breaking from insults we're taking, but nobody seems to care. Nobody loves an umpire, we get an icy stare. You greet our decisions with jeers and derision, and nobody seems to care. We may be homely. But that's not the reason we're lonely. Although you may doubt us, you can't play without us. So why don't you treat us fair? When you are sitting up in the stands, puffing a lucky and feeling grand, consider the men who get all the lumps. Are we chumps to be humped? The jeers and the booze never bother me Cause I know how happy I'm gonna be For soon he'll be home in his easy chair Enjoying a lucky strike Everyone loves a lucky And luckies will please your friends So get on the ball and let's see That you all get the smoke that has no loose end. Everyone loves a lucky There's no better smoke, that's true, just care and compare and we know you'll declare that it's time to try, a lucky smoke you will like.
5: Hey Don, Don, you put those umpires up to that, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did, Jack. You know, Don, you're fat but cute. <laughs> well, I'll be seeing you later. Okay. Oh, by the way, Don, would you happen to know where right aisle 15 is? Oh, I don't, Jack. Why don't you ask an usher? Never mind. We'll find it ourselves. <laughs> okay. Come on, Mary. Okay. Attention, ladies and gentlemen, the batteries for today's game. For Seattle, Kinsfather and Shams. For Los Angeles, Chandler and Lay. You know, Mary, this should really be a great game. Today. Hot dogs, Hey get you
10: are. Get your red hot dog.
7: Say, hey, Jack, before we sit down, how about getting some hot dogs? Well... Aw, <laughs> oh, come on, Jack. You only live once.
5: <laughs> Gee, I... I never thought of it that way.
6: <laughs>
5: well, all right. Say, fellow. Yeah? How much are your hot dogs? 25 cents each. Hmm.
10: Twenty-five cents. How come they're so high? Well, it's this way. Recently, the price of steel went up, so when a farmer's buy a plow to raise corn, he has to pay more money for the plow. Then the cattle and hog breeders have to pay more money for the corn which they use for feed. Then the meatpacking houses have to pay more money for the meat. And this price raise is ultimately passed on to the consumer. The same thing holds true for the flour they use to make the rolls. So since the price of the rolls and the meat have both gone up, the price of hot dogs is 25 cents. Oh, I was prepared for you this year, Mr. Benny. <laughs> look, last year you drove me nuts with your dickering. Look, fella. Look. Hey, don't you never buy
5: nothing without getting sealed bids?
10: <laughs>
5: never mind that. Just give me two hot dogs. Okay. What do you want on them? Yeah, I don't know. What have you got on those? Everything. I just dropped them. <laughs>
6: well,
5: then... well, then give me two fresh ones. Okay, here you are. Thanks.
10: Uh, that'll be 50 cents.
5: Hmm, let me see. Have you got change for a $20 bill?
10: Yeah, I'm prepared for that one, too.
5: <laughs> Never mind. Just give me my change. Here you are. Hot dogs, hot
10: dogs, get your red hot
5: beer. Come on, Mary, let's find our seat. Attention, please. There has been a change in the batteries for Seattle. Nagy will pitch instead of Kin's father. Just a minute, Mary. I think this is the aisle we want. No, we're 15 and this is 24.
7: Oh, for heaven's sake, Jack, why don't you Well, Well, a- hiya, Livy. Oh, hello, Phil.
11: Taking the old man to the ball game, eh? <laughs>
5: hiya,
11: Rube.
2: <laughs>
11: hey, Livy, ain't you a little early for Father's Day?
5: <laughs> Phil, you can stop with those cracks about my age already. You're not exactly a Boy
11: Scout yourself. Well, look, Jackson, at least I don't lie about my age. I say I'm 36, I'm 36. <laughs> a likely story. Well, if you don't believe me, look at my union card. It says I'm 36. Phil, I wouldn't believe your union card. Why not?
5: It also says you're a musician.
6: <laughs>
5: Come on, Mary, let's find our seat.
7: Uh, would you like to sit with us, Phil?
5: No, Libby, I can't. See,
11: I'm here with some of my boys. I got Kimmick, Grimley, and Bagby. Oh. Hey, Jackson. What? Ain't that a shame about Sammy, my drummer? Yeah. When will he be out? <laughs>
7: You mean he's in again?
11: Yeah, yeah, Livy, but it wasn't his fault this time. He just happened to step into a clothing store to buy a new suit.
7: Uh-huh.
11: Sammy tried on a snappy gray number and liked the way it fit him. The trouble started when he stepped outside to see how the suit looked in the sunlight.
7: Why should that start trouble?
11: Well, it was cloudy here, so he took the suit to Palm Springs. <laughs>
5: See, Mary, it wasn't Sammy's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it could happen to anybody. Anyway, Jackson, we'll have to do without him for a while. Well, frankly, Phil, I can't say... Ladies and gentlemen, the first game of today's doubleheader will be nine innings. The second game will be seven innings.
7: Come on, Jack, we better find our seat. The game's about to begin. Okay, see you later, Phil. Hey,
12: wait a minute, Jackson. How about a small bet on the game? A bet? Yeah, I'll take Seattle for $100.
5: $100? Well, that's too much to bet on anything. You wouldn't really bet that much, would you? Sure, I would. Why? Once five years ago, I bet a thousand dollars that Alice had more money than Bing Crosby. Gosh, did you win? I don't know. They're both still counting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, never mind the bet, Phil. See you later.
7: So long, Phil.
5: So long, kid. Come on, Mary. Wait a minute. Here's our aisle. No, that's thirty-five. We must be going in the wrong direction.
7: Well, this is absolutely ridiculous. If you're not going to ask an usher, I am.
5: Look, Mary, they always have some smart-aleck guys here who all always... I don't
7: care. I'm going to ask him anyway. Oh, usher. Yes, miss? Uh, Here are stubs. Can you tell us where our seats are?
5: I'm awfully sorry, miss. This is my first day here, and I don't really know my way around yet.
2: <laughs> oh.
5: But that's the head usher right over there. I'm sure he can help you. Gee, I guess they must have changed all the ushers since last year. They're so much nicer now. I'll go over and ask the head usher. Uh, Pardon me. Are you the head usher? (laughs) Whoever! I I knew it! I knew it! (laughs) Come on, Mary. Let's get out of here.
7: Jack, don't be a coward. Ask him. Okay.
5: Look, usher, can you tell me where my seat is? Right behind you isn't everybody?
7: <laughs> that does it.
5: Come on, Mary. I don't want to get in any more trouble with ushers.
7: Well, Jack, it's your own fault. Maybe you antagonize him. I
5: do not. You do, too. You keep out of it. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Mary, here are two empty seats right here. Let's sit down. The first batter for Seattle is Pavlik. Say, Jack. Quiet, Mary. Here comes the first pitch. Right. Boy, he really grooved that one in. You know, Mary, in this league, he's one of the best.
7: Jack, why is the catcher holding the ball? Why doesn't he throw it back?
5: I don't know. Everybody seems to be looking out. Ladies and gentlemen, time is called momentarily. There's a man frying eggs on third base. (laughs) How do you like that? That must be Dennis's uncle.
2: Yeah. Play ball.
5: See that pitcher's got a great windup. Play ball. Where did it go? Where did it go?
2: Jack, look out! Look out! Here it comes! Where? Where?
7: Ooh. Jack! Jack, are you hurt? Ooh. Usher, usher, get some water, please. You
2: get the water. I'll stay here and slap his face.
7: <laughs> Jack. Get up, Jack. I'll take you home. Oh. Oh, mister, would you help me carry him out, please? Sure, lady.
5: I'll help you. Oh. Carry me past the box office. I want to get my money
7: back.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Hurry.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, the Red Cross has moved quickly to meet pressing human needs resulting from Missouri and Mississippi floods. Funds from the annual Red Cross campaign will be insufficient for the current disaster needs. So please help the flood victims by sending your contribution to your local Red Cross chapter. Thank you. <laughs> Jack will be back in just a moment, but first... Do you do you happy, lucky, get taste
2: today.
1: Friends, you can tear and compare. And see with your own eyes how luckies are made better to taste better. From a newly opened pack, take a cigarette made by any other manufacturer. Carefully tear a thin strip of paper straight down the seam from end to end and gently remove the tobacco. In tearing, be sure not to loosen or dig into the tobacco. Now, do exactly the same with a lucky strike. Then compare. You'll see some cigarettes have too many broken shreds and small bits of tobacco, giving you those annoying loose ends that spoil the taste. But you won't find that in a lucky... Just look at that perfect cylinder of fine, mild tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Notice those long strands of fresh, clean, good-tasting tobacco that smoke smooth and even, that give you a milder, better-tasting cigarette. Yes, friends, tear and compare. Prove to yourself that luckies are made better to taste better. Then make your next carton lucky strike. Do you do, that, do, do, be
2: happy, go lucky, go lucky, strike today.
4: Boss, boss, where are you?
5: I'm in the den, Rochester, listening to the ball game on the radio. I didn't get to see it.
4: Oh, well, I thought maybe... Quiet, quiet.
5: Baker is up to bat. The pitcher winds up, delivers... <coughs> It's a long, long fly going towards left field. Looks like a home run. Yes, it's going over the fence. It's still going, going,
2: going. Ooh. Paul!
6: <laughs> Paul!
4: Ah! Ah! Speak to me! Say something! <laughs> Good
2: night, folks. <laughs>
3: The Jack Money program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. This is the CBS Radio Network.
13: RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television presents the Phil Harris-Alice Faye Show. For your enjoyment, here is the Phil Harris-Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, and Whitfield, Walter Sharp and his music, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. <laughs> When Phil's children turn to him for help in writing a letter, it seems to him harmless enough. But how he parlays this simple request into trouble with Uncle Sam, we'll see in a moment. First a word from RCA Victor. A puppy is a child's best playmate, and you can help your boy or girl win one of the 100 live puppies offered by RCA Victor to the winners of RCA Victor's Little Nipper Riddle Contest. Here's all you do. Go to your record dealer and get the rules of the contest and the latest Little Nipper record, called The Little Nipper March and Little Nipper Riddles. Play the record at home and let your youngster answer the riddles. Then, tear off the entry blank on the record wrapper and have your boy or girl, in 25 words or less, write why he'd like to own a Little Nipper puppy. That's all there is to it. In addition to the 100 puppies, 1,000 other boys and girls will win a beautiful latex replica of Little Nipper. Yes... If you have a child between 4 and 12 years old, have him enter RCA Victor's Little Nipper Riddle Contest tomorrow. And now the stars of the RCA Victor program Alice Fay and Phil Harris. Every year at this time, the American husband is confronted with his worst enemy, that dreaded scourge, spring cleaning. The Harris household is right in the midst of it. Alice has everybody in the family working. Two days ago, she assigned Phil and Frankie to the job of cleaning downstairs. And that's the last she saw of them.
11: (laughs) Curly? What? How much longer do we have to hide under the house? (laughs) Oh, not much longer Alice should be finished with the cleaning by tomorrow She's a pretty fast worker Mm -hmm. All she has left to do is to put up the screens Paper the hall bedroom Retile the bathroom And vulcanize my rubber duck That's a lot of heavy work for a woman Don't you think she ought to have a man helping her? Certainly she should But I've racked my brain I can't think of anybody Why don't you help her? Oh, you've been under the house too long, kid <laughs> You're getting stir-crazy Besides, we did help her She told us to clean out the refrigerator, and we did Finished every bottle of beer in there That reminds me, we don't have any beer left, girlie. Think we ought to sneak out and get some more? No, no, nothing doing. if Alice sees me, she'll put me right to work like she did last year Man, that nearly killed me What'd she make you do? She gave me a chamois, a jar of polish, and made me shine all her silver. Took me three weeks to do it. <laughs> three weeks just to shine her silver? Takes time to clean a hundred thousand silver dollars.
6: <laughs>
11: Both sides. You know I ain't gonna let the old
14: man on there be shabby. You know I gotta take. Care of you know that's the kind of job I've been looking for all my life—a money cleaner. Anytime Alice wants her old bills dry cleaned or her annuities renovated, anything like that, I'd be. Mrs. Harris, where
15: are you, Mrs. Harris? Hmm? Oh, something terrible just happened. I must tell you all about it. Can you come up for a moment, please? Oh,
11: great. Here comes our neighbor with the four tongues.
15: Mrs. Stewart Oh, I'm so upset, Mrs. Harris I'm just a bundle of nerves I don't know what I'm doing Oh, it's just awful Simply awful, I tell you Well, I... I, oh, I, I, I know I, you don't want to hear my troubles So I'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> Now, of course, if you don't want to hear them You just say so Well, I am busy oh, and I... Oh, I knew you'd want to hear them Do you know that Cuddles sneaked out of the house And I can't find him anyplace? He's always doing that It was so exasperating Have you seen my Cuddles? No, no, I haven't But, uh... I heard a, I heard
16: a noise under my house a little while ago. Maybe he's under there.
15: Oh, that's probably where he is. Cuddles? Cuddles, are you under there? Now you answer me or I'll come in and get you.
6: <laughs>
14: what do we do now? Make a noise
11: like cuddles so she'll go away. I'd like to, but I can't. Why not? I don't know if Cuddles is her dog, her cat, or her husband.
6: (laughs) In
14: that case, there's only one thing to do. Leave it to me.
15: Cuddles, answer me. Are you under the house or aren't you? Meow.
14: Ruff. No, dear. covers everything
15: (laughs) I heard a noise under there now come on out cuddles you naughty little bulldog you I know you're there I can see your beady eyes and your drooping jowls (laughs) then if you won't come out I'll have to reach under there and drag you out by your collar there, yeah, now I've got.
11: Oh Let go my neck. Who do you think you're pulling, lady? Let go. Of me.
15: Why, shame on you, you bad doggy, you talking back to mother like that. <laughs> oh, my goodness, this isn't Cuddles. Did
16: you find your dog, Mrs. Stewart?
15: No, this isn't my dog, Mrs. Harris. It's yours.
16: I ain't no dog. Say, hey, wait a minute. I recognize that voice.
15: Come out from under the house. All
11: right, Alice, we're coming, we're coming. Come on, right, my dear. Oh, I might have known it was you, too.
15: My goodness, you find the strangest things under houses. (laughs) You suppose they grew there?
16: Mrs. Stewart, this one is my husband.
15: Oh, what a wonderful place to keep a husband. (laughs) You know, it's possibly ingenious. I always keep my husband, George, locked in the attic, but this is a much better place. Keeps him out of your way and he gets fresh air at the same time. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Harris, you know... I'm so sorry I mistook you for my dog. You don't look anything like Cuddles.
11: Thanks, loads.
15: He has... <laughs> His eyes are brown and yours are blue.
6: <laughs>
11: Stane can't tell a man from a dog. Hey, lady, do you ever get your husband mixed up with Cuddles?
15: Oh, don't be ridiculous. I can't get them mixed up. Cuddles is the one with the jewel collar. I'd better run along and look for Cuddles I simply must find him I prepared a nice warm lunch for him Oh well, if it gets cold I can always give it to my husband for dinner Goodbye
11: Her husband must get some very interesting meals (laughs) I can just see him lapping up his kibbles And grabbing at his (laughs) cold
16: Bill, what were you fellas doing under the house?
11: Oh, the spring spring cleaning Like you told us, it's it's awful messy under there, too, honey Yeah, somebody's been throwing beer bottles all over the place
14: (laughs) (laughs) Now, Frankie I don't like to say this, Alice, but you're not a very good (laughs) under-the-housekeeper Alice, why don't you
11: tell that dame that just left to keep her dog off of our property? Oh, it
16: isn't her fault, Phil the children bring the dog over here because they like to play with him. But you won't have to worry about that much longer.
11: No, why not? Well,
16: the girls expect to win their own little puppy. They've entered the Little Nipper contest.
11: What's that, Curly? I don't know. But sounds like something that you and me should get in on. <laughs> <way. laughs> When it comes to taking a little nip We should be one to
16: five (laughs) Look, Bill Bill, this is being sponsored by RCA And it's not for adults The little nipper contest is just for children
14: they will be ashamed of themselves Sponsoring a drinking contest for kids
16: (laughs) Frankie, wait a minute Little Nipper is the name of the dog that sits in front of the Victrola on the RCA Victor trademark Oh, sure, I was was saying that And look, the children who win the contest get live puppies like Little Nipper The girls have answered the riddles And now all they have to do is write a letter telling why they want a puppy
11: Well, that ought to be a cinch for my kids They take after me And when I was in school, English composition was my best subject I didn't know that (laughs) Tell me more I will, I will No, no kidding You should have seen the thesis I wrote in college To get my FUD (laughs) Your FUD? Yeah, PhD, FUD (laughs) you <laughs> have to silence Why are these banjo players Always so illiterate If I was writing that letter For the kids again, guarantee I'd write A masterpiece We I heard know
17: that daddy And you can help us Yes you have, We have to tell Why we want a little Nipper puppy In 25 words And we can't Will you write it for us
11: I'll write it for you huh Oh well I'd love to girls But I can't Why not
14: He don't know 25 words
11: (laughs) I do, too I got a good vocabulary I can give you 25 words just like that Listen, there's pool room, paramutual, corkscrew, jigger, ice cubes That's two words, really Uh, How many does that make so far?
16: Oh, never mind
11: Look, kids, I'm not kidding If you really want me to write that letter, I'll do it And you'll be a cinch to win
16: But, Phil, you can't do that They're supposed to write the letter themselves It's not ethical
11: Please, Alice, I know what I'm doing You just go over there and sing The band's waiting for you in the driveway All
16: right, I'll sing <laughs> In the driveway?
11: They're uh, waiting for the bus to take them to Tijuana They're Oh! There. <laughs> sing and I'll write the contest letter for the kid. Mon
16: cherie, mon cherie, I adore you. Mon amour, mon amour, I implore you. do moi want a which means give us a little kiss, please, kiss, say. Eh? Voulez-vous, voulez-vous, this is what I want from you. Voulez-vous, voulez-vous, this is what I want from you. Un baiser from your lips. Even kiss my fingertips feel amour. Ooh la la I better run to my mama She has always taught me To beware of things like this Oh hugs and kisses thrill me Why I miss all this bliss while I, while I miss So voulez-vous, voulez-vous You know how much I love you Voulez-vous
11: Now I ask
16: you, voulez-vous? Je
11: vous aime beaucoup. Pour toujours, pour toujours,
16: pour tout,
11: tout l'amour.
16: Voulez-vous, mon chéri, mon amour, c'est très grand. Voulez-vous, voulez-vous? Des amours, je t'ai pour vous. Un baiser from your lips even kiss your fingertips. Bear move. oh la la.
6: Better run to your mama.
16: Yes, she has always taught me. Yes, to beware of things like these. Uh, but uh, kisses thrill me. Why miss all this bliss what I miss? So,
6: boulez-vous, boulez You
16: know how very much I love you. Boulez-vous, boulez-vous. Now I ask
11: Hey, Frankie, uh, writing this contest letter is a cinch I don't know why the kids found it so hard to write 24 words 25, wasn't it? Mm-hmm 25, that's what I... I I'm doing great, ain't I? Oh, yeah, you've only been out of two hours already you got seven words <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but what words? Listen to what I've written <clears throat> I want a little nipper puppy because
14: <laughs> Aren't those the same words that were on the entry blank? Yeah, but the way I spelled them,
11: they'll never recognize <laughs> you I'm thinking every minute I think you need a
14: little more than that You better let me take crack at uh, How's this sound? I want a little nipper puppy because I like dogs
11: <laughs> Clever, but dull You gotta make it more appealing Yeah, I guess you're right I'll change a few words, make it
14: more appealing How's this? I want a bottle of ready-mixed martinis Because
11: I like dogs
6: <laughs>
11: What has the ready-mixed martinis
14: got to do with it? You said I should write something more appealing That's the only thing that appeals to me
11: <laughs> Remley, look It's supposed to be written by kids Now we've got to think of something childish with our brains, that should be hard. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, Frankie. I think I got it. Well, I'll tell you what, let's do. Let's write something that'll something that'll tug at the hearts of the judges. Something with, with pathos in it. Yeah, that's a good idea.
14: I got just the thing. How's this sound? Our names are Alice and Phyllis. We are very poor.
6: <laughs>
14: and our daddy
11: is very poor. Good start
14: (laughs) Our mother would be very poor, too Except that we never had one Because our daddy is so poor He can't afford one (laughs) Think that'll get the judges, Curly? I don't know
11: about the judges But it's made a Johnny Ray out of me
14: Get up off the floor and listen to the rest (laughs) We are so poor that we don't have anything at all And if you send us a puppy At least we'll have something to eat
11: (laughs) Remley, they're fox terriers, not hot (laughs)
16: dogs Let me handle
11: this myself I'll write something good and I'll get Yeah, honey, yeah Bill,
16: are you still working on that contract? Yeah,
11: we're working on it We'll have it in a minute Well,
16: you can forget it I was just reading the entry blank And the girls are not eligible What's
11: the matter, are they too stupid? (laughs) (laughs)
16: No, Frankie, Well, then
11: why can't they enter?
16: Well, according to the rules Your children are not allowed to enter
11: What's RCA got against Cherokee kids?
16: (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen Well, after all,
11: they're only part Indian
14: Yeah Your little half-breeds are as good as anybody else
16: (laughs) Keep quiet, I'll explain. It's just that employees of RCA and their families are not allowed to enter the contest.:
11: Oh honey gee, whiz, the kids had their hearts set on winning a dog. Now I don't know what I'm going to tell them. What well,
16: g- Daddy, did you finish writing the letter?
11: Hey girls, uh, look uh, I got some bad news for you. you. you kids are not allowed to enter the contest.
17: Well, why not?
11: Because I'm your father
17: <laughs> <laughs> That's not our fault) <laughs> Gee, Mommy, we want to
16: win a puppy Well, I'm sorry, girls, but you can't It's company rules, and I can't do anything about it
14: A fine parent you are, Alice What do you mean? If you were any kind of a mother at all, you'd buy the company and change the rule
16: (laughs) You you expect me to buy the company?
11: Why not? All you got to do is sell the California bank and the Taj Mahal
16: And you've got another (laughs) thing there Oh, Phil Don't you think it would be cheaper to buy a
17: puppy? We don't want you to buy a puppy We want to win one on our own
16: Girls, will you try to
11: understand You can't enter the contest as long as I'm your father
17: Well, if that's what's holding us up We can fix that How? We'll get a new father Come on, Mommy, let's go
16: shopping for one Okay (laughs) They're having a sale at the YMCA And I might be able to find one with muscles and teeth and teeth Wait a minute, come back back.
17: (laughs) Gee, Daddy Isn't there anything you can do about our winning a puppy?
11: I'm sorry, kids, but as long as I'm working for RCA, you'll just have to forget it. But for your sake, I wish I wasn't working for him, and as long as I am, I... uh, You just can't enter the contest. Now run along.
17: All right, Daddy. Come on, Phyllis. I have an idea that will work. Let's go in the house and I'll tell you all about it.
11: Poor kids are disappointed They wanted to win the dog And they can't And I feel like I'm Curly, Curly, take it
14: easy Do something to get your mind off of this Why don't you sing? I don't feel like singing Well, I feel like hearing you And I'm going to Fortunately, I have one of your records In my pocket (laughs) Well, you need a Vic Troller to play I have a Vic Troller in my other pocket Now be quiet while I wind it
11: up Give me that old time religion, that old time religion. Give me that old time religion, cause it's good enough for me. It was good for Paul and Silas. Good for Paul and Silas. It was good for Paul and Silas, and it's good enough for me. Show me that place by the river. That place by the river. Show me that place by the river on Jordan's sunny shore. We well, St. Daniel from the, from the Lions. Said Daniel from the Lions. What Daniel helped Daniel the with the lions? We can start telling me. Well, it was that old time religion, yes, that old time Religion, it was that old time religion, and it's good enough for me. It helped Daniel rid the lions, it helped you set him free. Well, if it's good enough for Danny, then it's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion, that old time religion, give me that old time religion. It's good enough for me Cause I'll be listening for Gabriel Listening for Gabriel Yes, I'll listen for Gabriel To blow on Judgment Day What helped David with Goliath? Help David slay Goliath?
2: What helped
11: David slay
2: Goliath?
11: What was it setting free? Well, he got that old-time religion Yes, that old-time religion He got that old-time religion And it's good enough for me It helped David with Goliath it helped to set him free. Well, if it's good enough for Davy, then it's good enough for Jesus. So give me that old time religion, religion, old time religion. Give me that old time religion, cause it's good enough for me. Now, what rescued brother Jonah? What rescued brother Jonah? What was it said for Jonah, from the belly of the whale? He got that old time religion, yes, that old time religion. He got that old time religion. It's good enough for me. It got Jonah with the whale, yeah, it helped to set
6: him free. Well,
11: if they brought it on the let them bring it on the me. Give me that old time religion, old time religion, Lynch, old time religion. It's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion, Lynch, old time religion, that old time religion. religion. It's good enough for me. Well, Lynch, old time religion, that old time religion, that old time religion. It's good enough. for good enough. Feel better now, Curly? No, I don't feel better I feel it's all my fault That my kids can't enter the contest And what's worse My kids are probably blaming me Now they'll grow up to hate
14: me Curly, your children aren't that kind They won't hate you They may kick you Every time you pass huh? them
11: But you won't even feel it If you wear shin guns. Will you stop, Paul? <laughs> this is no time to joke I'd like to help my kids oh, Daddy, Don't you? we want
17: to help you We want to talk to you, I mean we just entered the little nipper contest and I think we're going to win Honey, it. I
11: keep telling you and telling you, you can't enter it as long as I work for RCA Oh,
17: well, you don't work for them anymore No, we just sent in your letter of resignation Well,
11: that's different, as long as I resigned and I'm not working for them any Foul!
17: It... <laughs> what did you do? Well, you said you wished you weren't working for them So we wrote a letter to the sponsors saying you quit and signed your name We just put it in the mailbox Oh,
11: no, when the boss gets that letter, he'll... He... What am I getting excited, boss? The boss, he he ain't gonna let me quit The guy loves me
17: He won't after he reads all those nasty names you called (laughs) him
11: Don't tell me you made up nasty names
17: Well, we didn't have to make any up We just used the names you call him when he's not around (laughs) Cheapskate and slave driver and skin flint and You left
11: out the best one? Wait a
17: minute
11: (laughs) Well, Remley, thanks to my two kids, I ain't working anymore So what?
14: It makes your children happy After all, what's more important to you, your children or your job? My
11: job Them kids ain't brought in a nickel to this house yet I gotta get their letter back Where'd you kids mail it?
17: In the mailbox on the corner Well then,
11: come on, Remley You gotta help me get that letter back
17: Oh, is there anything we can do to help you, Dad?
11: Yeah, run away from home (laughs)
17: Leave
11: town Come on, Remley All right we got to get that letter before the mailman picks it up I can't afford to lose this job Calm yourself, Curly RCA
14: can't afford to let you go They can't? Of course not I guarantee that the day you go off the air Their sales will go up so high They won't be able to fill all their orders They'll be in trouble <laughs> <laughs>
11: Yeah, I've held them back nicely, haven't I? Well, here it is, Remley Here's that mail bug Good, just reach in and get the letter Reach? I don't think I ought to do that.
14: You want the letter back, don't you? Do what I tell you. Reach in.
11: Oh, okay, but I don't think I should do this, but I'll try it. Well, I got my arm in okay, but I can't feel nothing in there. Well, reach in a little further. I got my arm as far as it'll go, Remley. I can't tell you I can't feel nothing. Well, i have to think of something else, then. Pull your arm out. Okay. <laughs> Remley.
6: <laughs>
11: what?
14: Can't get my arm out, it's stuck I told you not to reach in
11: Why, you no good southpaw
14: guitar player You, you ought, don't ought to be me. ashamed of yourself Tampering with the U.S. mail
11: <laughs> As a citizen, I feel it's my duty to call a cop I wonder if I could teach Les Paul To play left-handed guitar (laughs) If I could, I'd kill you on this very... Hey, wait Oh, no, here comes Julius Uh Uh-oh, now I'm a cinch to get arrested Now what are we gonna do? Don't let him know what you're doing Act nonchalant Oh, that should be easy with my arm in the (laughs) mailbox I'm dead
18: When your sweetheart writes a letter to your wife (laughs) You're in trouble Harris, what are you
11: doing? Mailing the letter?
18: <laughs> All the way up to your armpit? Uh,
14: when he mails a letter, he really mails it.
6: Uh, yeah. All
18: right. All right, Mr. Harris, let's have the truth. How did your arm get in the mailbox?
11: Well Oh, well it was this way uh, I was passing by And I heard a baby cry Coming from the mailbox So I reached in The baby grabbed my hand Started to suck my thumb And now he won't let go And that's why I'm standing here With my arm in the mailbox
18: Well this guy's ready For the fruitcake factory <laughs>
11: I suppose you're wondering what a baby's doing in the mailbox Maybe he ain't, but I am Will you... Stop trying to be funny, will you, and help me get my arm out of here All right, I'm thinking, I'm thinking
18: May I make a suggestion, Mr. Remley? What? Why don't you set him on fire? I
14: ain't gonna get his arm out
18: now oh, it'll be fun hearing him scream. <laughs> you
14: can't think of something a little more humane. Keep quiet, what, huh?
18: Look, Mr. Emily, all you got to do is reach in, grab his hand, and pull it out. That ought to do it. Hold oh,
14: still, Curly, while I get my arm in.
11: There, good boy, Frankie. You got my hand.
14: Here, now to pull it out and
6: jut. <laughs>
14: Julius
18: <laughs> That's a cute picture You two guys holding hands in a mailbox
11: Don't just stand there, kid Do something
18: By the authority of the Postmaster General I now pronounce you as man and parcel post Julius,
14: will you help us? We can't get out Are you sure? Yeah, we're helpless
18: Good Now to get back to the fire a bit <laughs> <laughs> the two the, of them want to play is good. And ah, nuts. Here comes the mailman with a collection truck. Now I can't do nothing. So long, fellas. Julius,
11: help us. How are we going to explain to the letter carrier what we're doing in the mailbox?
18: Tell him you got loaded in the bartender and mailed you home. <laughs> <laughs> You'll
11: never believe that.
18: For a
13: <laughs> Alice and Phil will be back in just a moment. Only RCA Victor in the entire television industry brings you superset television with picture power. Clearer, stronger pictures and even the most difficult reception areas. And RCA Victor's Rockingham 21-inch console television is the most luxurious model in the famous superset line. The 21-inch Rockingham console brings you the beauty of Regency styling and full-length doors. And most important, the Rockingham costs less than you might expect. Of course, all RCA Victor prices are modest. In fact, they start as low as $229.95. And they're complete prices, too, including federal excise tax, full-year picture tube warranty, and no extra charge for mahogany finish. So, buy an RCA Victor super set soon. Choose the 21-inch Rockingham console. And remember, for expert installation and maintenance, buy one of RCA Victor's factory service contracts. Ask your dealer for details when you buy your RCA Victor television.
11: Folks, this is Phil again. The American Cancer Society wages a year-round war against cancer through its three vital programs of research, education, and service to cancer patients. So please mail your contribution today to cancer, care of your local post office. Thank you very much, and good night.
16: Good night, everybody. This program is produced and directed by Paul Phillips.
13: Don't forget, the Little Nipper Contest closes midnight, May 30th. All entries become the property of the RCA Victor division. Remember, whether you're buying a television set, a radio, a Victrola phonograph, or record, put your faith in the cornerstone of American home entertainment for three generations. RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television.
11: Next, Theater Guild on the Air presents Dear Brutus on NBC.
0: Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Jack Benny Show from the 1941-1942 season. This is the point in Jack's career uh, where they're going to start really uh, ramping up the episodes that take place on military bases and really start um, entertaining a whole lot of troops. Uh, The next three episodes in a row are all take place on military bases, and uh you'll see that they they start uh ramping up the the military references and that sort of thing in the shows uh tonight's show is no exception but it also focuses on of course mother's day which is coming up so if you haven't got anything for your mother yet or your wife make sure you do that that they've got uh, a few days left and uh uh, I just love the way that uh, we get all these wonderful shows uh, focusing on Mother's Day at this time of year of year, uh, the way we bring you these shows. So it's uh, just kind of fun that way. Anyway, enjoy tonight's episode, and we'll see you next time.
6: J-E-L-L-O
3: The Jell-O Program, coming to you from Matherfield, California, presented by Jell-O and Jell-O Pudding, starring Jack Benny. With Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, Rochester, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens the program with Army Air Corps.
12: Friends, have you noticed how much better, how much richer tasting Jell-O is today? Well, that's because Jell-O's grand flavor is now locked in protected for your pleasure by Jell-O's new and exclusive process. This marvelous process locks the flavor right into the tiny Jell-O particles, gives you extra goodness, brings you a new high in dessert enjoyment. Yes, Jell-O is the perfect dessert, a dessert that fairly coaxes you to enjoy it. Its color and beauty make Jell-O so enticing, and its rich tang and flavor just can't be beat. Jell-O offers you flavor as refreshing as the juicy ripe fruit itself. Swell, tempting flavor that's extra delightful because it's locked in. Prove to yourself how much better Jell-O's locked-in flavor really is. Open a package of Jell-O. Notice that there's no telltale aroma, no sign of escaping fragrance and flavor. Then dissolve the Jell-O. And notice how Jell-O's captive goodness comes pouring out in a rush of richness. Get Jell-O tomorrow, friends. There's a real thrill waiting for you when you try Jell-O's new locked-in flavor.
3: Army Air Corps, played by the orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, our broadcast today originates from Mather Field, near Sacramento. Mather Field, where Uncle Sam's eagles of the sky are trained. Yes, sir. Those young men whose flying ability and courage make them unquestioned monarchs as they soar through the clouds. Whee! <laughs> you said it. So, without further ado, we bring you a man who gets dizzy when he looks over the edge of a teacup, Jack Benny! <laughs>
5: Thank you, fellas, thank you. Jello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and, Don, that was a fine build-up. Imagine saying I get dizzy when I look over the edge of a teacup. Well, I read fortunes in a gypsy tea room for five months without taking one spill. <laughs> Believe me, I'm... I'm no softy. Well, Jack, all I've was... I don't but... care what you meant. And for your information, Don, when I was a youngster in Waukee, Illinois, I was the first person there to fly. To fly? Why, I never knew that. Well, it's a fact. When I was about seven years old, my father gave me a great big kite. I tied the string around my waist like a darn fool. A tornado came along, and I landed in St. Joe, Missouri. <laughs> St. Joe! They love you there! <laughs> now, cut out that ad living. You orchestra boys are here just to blow your brains out. And about one more toot should do it. <laughs> But anyway, uh, uh that's, uh, that's the truth, Don. I was on the end of that kite, and I lit in good old St. Joe. But, Jack, weren't you hurt when you came down? Uh, no, Don. You see, my ears stuck out in those days, and I glided right into a three-point landing. <laughs> Two
3: elbows and my cigar. <laughs> Oh really? I uh, I wasn't hurt at all. A cigar? My goodness, Jack! Did you smoke a cigar when you were seven years old? I
5: had it in my mouth, Dom, but I didn't light it until I was twenty-one.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I had terrific willpower. Well, if it isn't our own little bundle for broadcasting. Hello, Mary.
7: Hello, Jack. Hi, you fellas. Contact. <laughs>
5: Hey, you did all right. Well, Mary, um, how do you like it at Matherfield?
7: Oh, swell. But you know, Jack, all the boys here are so bashful.
5: Yes, yes. (laughs) Yes, they, uh, they are a rather quiet group of fellas, you know.
7: And they're so shy and reserved.
5: That's right, that's right. All they think about is aviation.
7: Yeah, now let's start over and quit kidding. (laughs)
3: Now you're talking, Say, Mary. I noticed you're wearing a pair of wings on your lapel. Where'd you get them?
7: Oh, the cutest aviator gave them to me. <laughs> what a doll!
5: Gave them to you, Mary. These boys aren't supposed to give away their wings.
7: Well, he didn't give them to me exactly. When he backed away, they stuck to my coat. <laughs> oh,
5: oh, oh! I see. You you kissed him, and you uh, you just met the fella.
7: Well, he reminded me that it was Mother's Day, so what could I do? Well,
5: I was sweet of you, Mary. So you gave him a nice, motherly kiss. Uh-huh. Good.
7: Well, at least it started out that way. No. <laughs> Mary,
5: why is it that every time we play a camp, you have to always... Say, hey,
8: Mr. Benny, speaking of Mother's Day, you know, oh. I...
5: Oh, hello, Dennis.
8: Hello. <laughs> Well... Say, Mr. Benny, speaking of Mother's Day, you uh, know...
5: Take, uh, take a bow, kid. I took it already. Oh. Say, Mr. Benny, speaking of Mother's Day... How, um...
6: How...
5: <laughs> how, uh, how... did you, uh, how'd you come up here, Dennis? I... I didn't see you on the train.
8: Don't you remember? You put me in a crate in the baggage car. <laughs> oh.
5: Oh, that's right.
8: You promised to bring me water once in a while, but you didn't. <laughs>
5: Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, kid it, uh, it slipped my mind
8: The baggage man reached in for my autograph And I bit him
5: Well, that's, uh, that's my fault For putting Rover on the box, you know I should have known better
8: Say, Mr. Benny, speaking of Mother's Day You know what I sent my mother?
5: No, what'd you send her, Dennis?
8: A picture of me at the age of 45 What? I drew some bags under my eyes <laughs>
5: Oh, well, it was nice that you sent her something. Mary, I hope uh, you didn't forget Mother's Day.
7: I should say not. I sent Mama two beautiful canaries. Two canaries? Yeah, one whistles deep in the heart of Texas, and the other one claps its wings.
5: Well, I'm sure the old girl will get a kick out of that, you know. (laughs) Hiya, Jackson. Hello, fellas. Make the old man with the gray hair jealous. (laughs) Ah, what a reception. They love you here, Phil, are they? You're telling me. Say, Jackson, ain't this a coincidence? Here it is, Mother's Day, and we're at Mother Field. (laughs) That's, uh, that's Mather Field. And although I pronounced it wrong last week. And speaking of uh, Mother's Day... (laughs) Speaking of Mother's Day, Phil, uh, did you remember your mother? Yeah, she's a little white haired lady, about five foot two. I don't mean that.
6: <laughs>
5: I don't mean that at all. I mean, uh, what did you send her? Oh, oh, well, I'll tell you, Jackson. I cut off one of my curls, put it in a small box, and mailed it to her. Cut off one of your curls? Well, that's the corniest thing I ever heard of. I'd like to
3: see you do it. (laughs) I can do it. Don't worry. Well, personally, Phil, I think that sending your mother a lock of your hair was a very sentimental gesture. I bet she got a big kick out of it. Well, I don't know. I got a wire from her this morning that said, Receive fried noodles. Where's the chopped (laughs) suey?
5: Well, I'll be doggone. At least you meant well. Hey, Dennis. Yes, please? Uh, Dennis, I, uh... I think it's about time for your song, so go ahead and entertain the boys. Okay. I'm so sick of dog biscuits, I could scream. (laughs) Forget about that crate. Now go ahead with your song.
8: (laughs) Johnny Doughboy found a rose in high Fairest flower that Erin never grew Oh, the blarney in her car Took him back to all New York Where his mother fought the sweetest blarney too Johnny Doughboy found a own smiling eyes of blue, he said, darling, it is my duty to make an American beauty of a sweet Irish rose like you. Girls are girls in Londonderry, in Kilkenny, Cork or Kerry, from the Shannon to Duncannon, they're all sweet as can be. But there's one who'll soon be knowing that my heart is overflowing. Tis an Irish girl I love, and she's yours. Oh boy, found a rose in Ireland And she stole his heart with smile and eyes of blue He said, darling, it's my duty To make an American beauty Of a sweet Irish rose like you
5: that was... that was Johnny Doughboy sung by Dennis Day And Dennis, that was swell
8: Thanks And I'd like to dedicate that number to all the navigators, pilots, and enlisted men here at Mesa Field
5: Well, that's very nice and now, folks.
8: What's a navigator, Mr. Benny?
5: I'll uh, I'll explain it to you later, kid. Tell him now. I'd like to get the leakage. <laughs> okay. Well, the uh, the navigator, fellas, is one of the key members of the air crew. I mean, he's the man who must plan the entire mission on what is known as a Mercator chart. Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, for me. Well, let me explain it this way. When the plane takes off, the pilot proceeds to an initial point, and the navigator instructs him what compass course to fly from this point. The navigator must next determine the ground speed, and in order to do this, he solves what is known as a triangle. You know what a triangle is, don't you? Sure, a man, a woman, and a guy under his sofa. Phil, it's not your kind of a triangle. The wind triangle. Anyway, it is uh, frequently necessary to check accuracy by making celestial observations. To make these observations, the navigator uses an instrument known as a sextant.
8: Ooh, what he said.
2: <laughs>
5: Dennis. Dennis, pay attention.
2: <laughs> Thus... <laughs>
5: no use, I'll have to talk to that kid. <laughs> Thus, by noting his compass and using the sextant, the navigator can determine his precise position. Now, are there any questions?
7: Yeah, how can you use such big words without your teeth flying out?
5: <laughs> I've got a bridge like the Golden Gate and keep still. <laughs> And now, folks, as I was about to announce...
7: Mary Livingston will read one of her famous poems.
5: Now, wait a minute, Mary. I don't care if you did write a poem. You're not going to read it tonight.
7: You let me read my poem, or I'll tell all these fellows that when you were in the Navy... Never mind. You went up to the crow's nest looking for eggs.
5: Well, I was hungry. All right, Mary, what's the, uh, what's the title of your poem?
7: Uh, she was only a pilot's sweetheart, but she sure had a lot of control.
5: Good, good, good. Proceed.
7: <clears throat>
5: <clears throat>
7: Here we are at Matherfield, near the town of Sacramento, in the good old USA, where FDR is presidential.
5: Well, we know where we are, anyway. <laughs> now, uh, uh, get her going.
7: Ha <laughs> ha. I met a boy here yesterday and got acquainted right away. You always do. He was so handsome and so cute in his new zoot suit with a parachute.
5: Hmm. Some description.
7: Uh, say, Jack. What? Did Longfellow work with a stooge? No. Then keep still.
5: Oh. Oh, pardon me. Uh, go ahead.
7: He showed me his plane with motors twin and said to me, let's go for a spin. But we'd had no introduction, so I stayed right there for ground instruction.
5: Good. How many more verses, Mary? Uh,
7: One more, and it's all about bombardiers. Okay. I'd like to be a bombardier and drop a bomb on Hitler's ear. Well. And when he turned to see what got him, I'd drop another on his. Very good.
5: Well, for Mary, you did a fine job there. Now, Phil, I think the only thing that could follow Mary's poem would be a good hot band number, so go ahead. Hold it a minute. Come in. Yes? Mr. Benny, I'm from Postal Telegraph. Would you like to buy a war savings bond and send it to Fred Allen? Well, I'd like to buy a bond, but why should I send it to Allen? The shock, the shock would, would kill, him. kill him, I know. <laughs> you got an idea there. Come on out in the hall, bud. I'll write you a check. Play, Phil. I can't give you anything but love baby from that new colored caravan in New York and uh, played by Phil Harris and his orchestra say Phil uh, come here a minute I've got some very important news for you what is it? Uh, you too Dennis now pay attention
8: okay hold my (laughs) yo-yo put that
5: down now uh, fellas now listen carefully Incidentally, Mary and Don already know about this. But it so happens, fellas, that the end of this season will be our last year with Jell-O. What? You mean we're going to get fired? I knew it couldn't last. We've been getting away with murder. (laughs) Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's what happens. Our sponsor, Mr. Mortimer, got in town from New York last Wednesday, called me up and said he wanted to see me about a very important matter. Were you worried, Mr. Benny? About losing my job? Of course not.
7: (laughs) Ha ha. Not much you weren't worried. Well, I wasn't. Then why were you in Rochester rehearsing Uncle Tom's Cabin all week?
5: (laughs) That's only for the summer. Mervyn's going to direct it. Now, you're... We're going to play up and down the coast.
8: Can I be a bloodhound, Mr. Bennington?
5: <laughs> yes, Dennis, I'll just take the crate off of you. <laughs> anyway, fellas, the sponsor called up, so I made a date to see him that afternoon. Mary, Don, and I got in the Maxwell, and Rochester drove us over to Mr. Mortimer's office on Hollywood Boulevard. Rochester. Rochester, will you please watch what you're doing? What's the matter, boss? Take it easy. We're not supposed to drive over 40 miles an hour anymore. Anymore?
4: (laughs) Yes. This car couldn't hit 40 if it was dropped off the Empire State Building and loaded with mercury.
5: Now, wait a minute. The speedometer says 62.
4: That's nothing that says 50 when we're out of gas. (laughs) What? But I'll kick it back to 15 if it'll make you it feel
5: better. <laughs> just take it easy. You know, I'm... I've, I've got a lot on my mind today.
4: Oh, calm
7: down, Jack. Just because our sponsor's in town and wants to see you doesn't mean you're going to get fired.
3: Oh, yeah? Why, certainly, Jack. Mr. Mortimer probably just wants to speak to you. Yes, and I know what
5: he'll say. Goodbye, Benny. Hello, Skelton. <laughs> we're... We're dead ducks, I tell you. Rochester, there'll be a rehearsal tonight. (laughs) Now, remember, you're going to be Topsy. Why
4: can't I be Uncle Tom? My Topsy is Turvy. (laughs) There's
5: no time for recasting. I tell you, if we don't... (laughs) Rochester, watch what you're doing. You went right through a red light. Boss, if you want the wheel, here it is. (laughs) Stick that back on there. (laughs) I'm... I'm nervous enough. Imagine, Mary, I've been with Jell-O eight years, and Mr. Mortimer wants to cast me aside like an old shoe.
7: Old shoe is right. Look at that pair you've got on.
5: Never mind.
7: And sewing those patches on your coat. Who do you think you're fooling?
5: Listen, Mary, a little sympathy won't hurt. You had to get all dressed up. Where do you think you're going, to a wedding? Don, tear your collar a little, will you?
3: Right... Right there on the side Now, Jack You're just imagining things I'm sure you're not going to get fired After all, you're a great comedian I stink And you know it <laughs> The heck with that soft stuff I'm serious, Jack You're
5: very important Jello needs you I'd feel a lot better If I was sliced bananas <laughs> Oh, well I wouldn't mind If I'd have saved my money I'd only put something aside for a rainy day.
7: Oh, well, don't worry, Jack. I can always go back to the May Company.
5: <laughs> Thanks, Mary. I filled out your application this morning. <laughs> oh, I... I don't know what's going to happen.
4: I'd never leave you, boss. I'd work for you for nothing.
5: That's yes, mighty sweet of you, Rochester.
4: I'm waiting for next to nothing now. <laughs>
5: All right, just be thankful that you've got a job, which is probably more than I have.
3: Well, say, Jack, that's the building across the street, isn't it?
5: Yeah, that's it. Now, Mary, when we get in Mr. Mortimer's office, I wish you'd let me do the talking. You just sit in the corner and wipe your eyes once in a while, you know. I'll give you the cue.
7: Hello, Mr. Benny. Mr. Mortimer is expecting you.
5: Yikes! <laughs> I mean, good morning, Miss Stewart. Don, you wait out here for us. Come on, let's go in, Mary. Good luck, Jack. Thanks. Well, hello, Jack. Mary. Glad to see you.
7: Hello, Mr. Mortimer.
5: Hello? Hello? Hello, Mr. Mortimer. Excuse me, I caught a cold.
6: <laughs>
5: Down here in my chest. Just. Just killing me. Oh, that's too bad. Now, Jack, here's what I wanted to see you about. You don't, you don't have to beat around the bush, Mister Mortimer. I'm not a child. I can take it, you know. Now, Jack. But you can't do this to me, Mister Mortimer. Mister Mortimer. (laughs)
6: I've,
5: I've given the best years of my life to this program, and you're, you're not going to shoo me aside like an old thrall. It's not fair. But, Jack, I can't understand what you're so upset about. I've got good news for you.
7: Well, still, it is halfway out the window now. <laughs>
5: Just getting a little breath of air, that's all. What's, uh... What's the good news, Mr. Mortimer? Here's the situation, Jack. You've been with jell for eight years, and naturally, we're very pleased with what you've done. Uh-huh.
1: So, next season, General Foods wants you to broadcast for another one of our products.
5: You mean... I'm not leaving your company? You, you mean we're going to be together
7: next year? You mean he sewed that patch on his sleeve for nothing?
5: (laughs) Mary. (laughs) Well, well, Mr. Mortimer, that, that is good news. Eh, Mary?
7: Shall I cry now?
5: It's not necessary.
7: Your cold is gone, too.
5: Mary, please. Well, thanks. Thanks very much, Mr. Mortimer. To tell the truth, I, I kind of expected this.
6: <laughs>
5: and, and believe me, Mr. Mortimer, I'll work just as hard as ever. We know that, Jack. Now, please give me that revolver. You won't need it. Here you are. Gee, I, I can't wait till I tell Don Wilson. Well, goodbye, Mr. Mortimer. Come on, Mary. Oh, Don! Don, I've got good news for you. Good news? Well, what is it, Jack? We're leaving Jell-O, Don. Next year, we're going to broadcast for another product. What? We're
3: leaving Jell-O? That's right, Don. But they're going to keep selling it, you know.
5: Don't worry, they're.
3: But, Jack, do you mean to tell me that next season I can't talk about tempting and delicious Jell-O? America's favorite gelatin dessert? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, uh... I'm afraid not, Don. You mean I won't be able to tell people to get out of their neighborhood grocer and give Jello with the new locked-in flavor? No, Don.
2: I won't do it, Ardenny. I won't.
5: But Don, don't cry. Look, you can still tell people to do to go down to their neighborhood grocer
3: and buy this new product. Well. As, as long as their, they're at their groceries, can't they buy a little package of Jell-O, too? of
6: course, of course, of
5: course, they'll always be able to get Jell-O. And here's something else, Don. Listen to this. Our new product will be economical, too, and who knows? It may even be delicious with sliced bananas. Why, well, it'll be wonderful, darling. Wait till we get rolling. You'll love us. Now, come on,
6: kids. Let's go.
3: Here's a good idea, friends, for your next jello dessert. It's peach and raspberry pie made with delicious raspberry jello. Say, it's one of the most enticing treats you ever tasted. And nothing could be easier to make. Simply dissolve one package of jello imitation raspberry flavor in one and a half cups of hot water. Chill until slightly thickened. Then fold in one cup of heavy whipped cream and two cups of canned sliced peaches drained. Or if you wish, use one box of quick frozen sliced peaches freshly thawed turn into a baked pie shell and chill until firm. The result will be one of the best desserts that ever graced a table. A wonderful combination of juicy sliced peaches and bright red raspberry Jell-O. Get several packages of raspberry jello tomorrow. And when you do, be sure to ask for a genuine Jell-O because Jell-O's locked-in flavor is extra rich.
5: This is the last number of the 30-second program in the current Jello series. And next Sunday, we will broadcast from the Army Air Force Replacement Center near Santa Ana, California. And, folks, it sure was great being here today at Mather Field. And I'd like to thank uh, Colonel Leland R. Hewitt and his staff for all their courtesies. And, incidentally, I wish all of the young men listening in could see this marvelous air navigation training center. Believe me, boys, a navigator ain't no small potato. Good luck, fellas, and good night, folks.
3: The jell program is written by Bill Maher and Ed Beloyan and is broadcast each week by shortwave to our armed forces throughout the world. The presentation of this program from Mesa Field has been to the entertainment of the personnel station here and does not necessarily constitute an endorsement of our product by the Army or its personnel. For a swell treat,
12: there's nothing better than Jell-O puddings, those rich, creamy puddings that are made by the makers of Jell-O. Try Jell-O chocolate pudding. It's smooth, mellow, gloriously good, with a wonderful, rich chocolate flavor developed especially for Jell-O puddings by the famous Walter Baker chocolate people. Tomorrow, when you order Jell-O, ask for Jell-O puddings in all three flavors, chocolate, vanilla, and butterscotch. Jell-O puddings are just like grandma's, only more so. This program came to you from Mather Field. This is the National Broadcasting Company.
1: K.F.I. Los Angeles.